0: Welcome to Bravo & Please, where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit! What is up, everyone? This is your girl, Jenny Blaze, and we are live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern, where we're recapping and discussing the latest Bravo TV news. So if you are on, if you're watching on Instagram, head over to YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, preferably YouTube. I think that's probably the easiest, where you can see the images that go along with the topics that we're talking about. Um, and also, make sure to subscribe and turn on notifications so you can be updated. Because when we go live, we have a live chat, so this is interactive. We can you can engage. What did Lisa Barlow say last night? Disengaging is so 2020. I love that. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get into Salt Lake soon. But um I also want to mention I'm going to be opening up the show to guests soon. Probably not this week because I'm trying to just like get my bearings. <laughs> but um what we can do is if you want to join, I'll have a link and you can join me. We can chat about. Housewives and Bravo and all that good stuff. And I wanted to mention that, hi, uh-huh, Fix My Life podcast is on. See, we're engaging already. Disengaging is so 2020. Ugh. <laughs> but uh, last night I released an interview that I did with Aja Tour of The Real Girlfriends in Paris, um, the episode dropped last night and is available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Make sure you go check it out because I really like that show. And we discuss, you know, Audra's career. We talk about more details of the trip to Khan in Margot's castle, where they go to the casino all sexy like and then it turns out to be like the racino that's like in the local town it wasn't as sexy as they thought it was going to be but I like that they're keeping it real yes fix my life podcast I'm here to engage to the fullest just watch you and Aja Loved. gosh I love this girl By the way, Fix My Life podcast was one of the winners of Her Highness NYC Get Lit Kits from my show. I showed this the other day, and I'm going to put it in my backdrop when I finish my my decor. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, Oh, I forgot to include this one image. Duh. Dummy. Um, So I wanted to say thank you to everyone for joining, everyone who subscribed, who follows, who listens to the podcast. I don't know. I'm imagining like people are listening in the car or like when they're doing laundry or something. (laughs) So I hope that this is entertaining and getting you through those moments because I hate sitting in the car. I really really hate driving around and as a mom, that's all you do. It's like your your time is owned by the roads by traffic hate it but anyways <laughs> but because of you all, we've only released three episodes well four if you count last night but, before we released last night's episode, we already reached number 19 on the top indie TV reviews charts on Good Pods. And I just like get blown away every time I see like any kind of number that's like near, if it's, if it has two decimals, two digits, not two decimals, two digits. I'm like, what? What? That's insane. So I just want to thank everyone who has been joining. Okay. Before we get into Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, last night they had uh, episode eight called RSVP, please. Shoot, I'm like tongue-tied. But uh, before we get into that, so many things have happened since I went live on Tuesday. I saw... I know they released the Love Without Borders um, premiere or whatever during BravoCon, but I never watched it. And so I finally got around to watching it yesterday. Um, and I guess it's a matchmaking show where the I don't know if it's like a oh, one woman or like a committee of people, but they are matchmaking people regardless of their geographical location. And they don't even know them. And they like go and meet and live together or something. I It's like so bizarre. But obviously I'm going to watch. I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, So that'll be interesting. That premieres on November 30th, which is coming up. It's like, I can't believe 2022 20, is well almost over. But anyways, let's move on to the next topic, which is. Denise Richards was shot at in some kind of road rage incident, apparently. And immediately, immediately when I heard that, I thought of the dinner. I think it was like the season premiere where Sutton came in. I think it was like her first time as a housewife or something. And they were all sitting around the table. And I think that's when Sutton said that Teddy was boring and made Teddy cry And then um, (laughs) Tasha Begg said, um, talking about the uh, Love Without Borders, it's very 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting, and I don't know if I love that. But um, anyways, yeah, Denise Richards. So I instantly thought about that dinner they were having where they were saying like, like, shh, don't talk about it. Like, people are trying to get us. And they're talking about Big Pharma, Fix My Life podcast. You know what I'm talking about. So I'm wondering, like, maybe, is this true? Is Big Pharma after Denise Richards? It's wild. I hope. I mean that's horrifying, and I I'm glad that they're okay, obviously. But holy crap, that was wild. I'm gonna move on. I don't like to keep it too dark, you know, on the show. Even though I'm about to talk about Salt Lake City, but um, the other night Ra- Ralph Fien- Fiennes—I don't really know his name. I know him as Voldemort from Harry Potter. But and he's a really amazing actor who's won like a ton of awards and stuff. So I'm I sound like an idiot, but he was on Watch What Happens Live and he did his own like dramatic. I don't know. What do you call it? Soliloquy? Is that what they said it was? I don't know. I don't know what Andy called it, but he did like the monologue of Lisa Barlow's hot mic moment. And I was just dying laughing so hard. Oh my gosh. It was just so good. So good. And I feel like you could tell he didn't watch the hot mic moment before. And he really like, I guess he took notes and everything. He underlined stuff. I feel like he really put in his acting skills into that piece that he did. And well done. I, I loved it. It was really funny, too. Um, <laughs> A Truth Thespian, yes. Uh, so, Million Dollar Listing, LA, I saw the premiere. I don't know if that came out during BravoCon either. I didn't see anything at BravoCon, really. <laughs> I was just talking to everyone. That I saw. I was like nonstop. But um, apparently there's some drama going on with Josh Flags divorce. Um, But regardless of the storylines, I love any million dollar listing, whether it's L.A., New York or wherever. I actually would love to see more locations because I like looking at luxury real estate. It's like a hobby. So bring it. I love it. And I love Tracy Tudor. And I'm almost like, like almost starting to hate on her with jealousy because she's like too amazing. Just kidding. I could never hate on her for being too amazing. Like, I just love her though. She is like such a badass. Anyways, moving on. That premieres on December 8th. I said moving on and then I went back to it. Uh, shout out to Bravo by Gaze. This was the first Instagram post that I saw about this Roni reboot situation that's been going on for like two days now. So apparently, like when I first saw this, you know, it the post says new Roni cast member Lizzie Savetsky already out of Roni reboot. And to me, I just started laughing. I'm like, oh, my God, what nonsense is this already? Like, we didn't even get started. But then... I guess, like, there's so many different stories coming out that are so gross. There, I don't know. It's like too gross for me to even want to address, honestly. Like, I just, I don't know how Bravo can handle something like this, where there's people being, so allegedly, like, she quit because she was being attacked too much for like being Jewish. But then then there was like another side to the story that was like, oh, wait, hold up. No, actually, she said something that had racial undertones. So it's like, what? And then I guess there was like a statement saying from Bravo saying like they've parted ways and like in, you know, cryptic PR translation, that means like some shit went down. Oops, I don't, I'm trying not to swear. Um, so I don't know what's going on. All I know is that if this were my company, my network, and that was going on, I don't know. I would feel some kind of responsibility to, I don't know, make a stand or I know like you can't, Make a stand every time someone does something, but like there needs to be some guidelines or I don't know, hire a an expert on like social responsibility because this is not it, whatever is happening is not it, and I've said this before, and I about Salt Lake City, like it used to be my favorite franchise, and then it just got dark, and then I was like. I don't like this, and I feel attacked by Bravo. If they knowingly knew certain things about some of these cast members and still put them on our TV, that bothers me. I don't like that. So I don't know what's going on with this Rony reboot cast member, but it just looks ugly and gross, and I hope that, somebody at Bravo does something to make a stand. Um, Bravo and Blaze does not tolerate, we have zero tolerance for any hateful speech towards any gender, race, sex, gender, religion, all of the above. So no tolerating of that. I'm moving on. Okay, Madison LaCroix, I guess she got married She didn't like actually say, I don't think she's, did she say that they were married? I don't know. She has posts up and she said wedding is on like November, November 19th or something. So that's like this Saturday, I guess. (gasps) I wonder who's going. Oh my gosh. I predicted when Madison first got engaged, I predicted that um, Austin and Craig would show up at the reception hammered. And she would be looking gorgeous and stunning, obviously, and just start cussing them out. (laughs) So there's still time. We have two more days for this to happen because it hasn't happened yet. You know, apparently on their wedding day, which she looks so beautiful. I mean, Madison is stunning. I also wanted to include my little side note story of her Um, at BravoCon because I've been, I didn't get a chance to do a full recap video on all of my BravoCon experience, but if you've been listening, you may know that I took shrooms at, um, BravoCon and on the third day, um, I was definitely taking shrooms that day and maybe I shouldn't have, but, um, I had a great time. (laughs) It was so fun. I see Madison and I go up to her. I'm like, oh, my God, Madison, I love you so much. You're my favorite girl on the show. Austin is a predator. Shep is obsessed with me and they are so gross. And she goes, yes, they are. And then we took a picture together and then that was. I just love her. There's more of the story about Shep and all that, but. I'll leave that for another time okay wow all right we're already getting into real housewives of salt lake city all right we're in season three i can't believe this show is on its third season it feels like it's just non-stop like we're always <laughs> something's going on since the beginning And I do miss Mary Cosby. I said it. But um, last night was episode eight, RSV Please. And um, we also got the mid-season trailer, which I'm really sad about because we're only on episode eight. That means we're done at episode 16. I just sat through 19 episodes of Below Deck Med. Ugh! Come on, Bravo. Get it together. We need more episodes of Salt Lake. But um, we start off this episode with the terrestrial Barlows. I love them. And I love this scene because they're just hanging out, doing family time and talking about, you know, Lisa's talking about wanting to go to church and do like Bible study once a week. And I am not Mormon But I like this idea of giving your child a foundation. And I did like how John Barlow mentioned, you know, like, you don't always have to be praying and saying words, but like meditating and, you know, just like calming your mind and centering yourself. And I really like that because that's kind of like, that's how I see it. And happy birthday shout out to John Barlow. It was his birthday yesterday. Um, then we go into Whitney, Lisa, and Jen Shaw going skiing. I was actually proud of Jen for going skiing because we've seen her ski, quote unquote, ski on like the first season. Did she go last season? I don't remember, but she is a newbie. And so for her to go up there, I thought that was pretty um, courageous. But um, this whole scene is basically these three griping about Heather Gay. And I have not been shy about my feelings about Heather. Um, I interviewed Merlo Bueno, who is Jen Shaw's current assistant and Heather Gay's former employee slash friend, um back in I think that was April I'll put a link in my show notes but if you are interested in learning more about the the real Heather Gay the behind the scenes Heather Gay go check out that video because I think it's quite telling but um yeah, so Whitney is obviously upset because she got kicked out of Heather's house, who then says she doesn't remember. That was weird. That Hello, red flag. You know, Lisa is still arguing with Heather over the tweets about Heather's father's death, which also I'm not understanding. Like, Heather's mad at Lisa because Lisa texted her I hope your father's doing okay when he was in hospice. I don't see the offense. Like Heather's making this seem like Lisa did something so egregious to her. And I don't get it. It's very weird to me. And then we have, you know, Jen is pissed at Heather because the, because of the Harrington situation, which by the way, If you are looking for some holiday greeting cards, I have a – I'm not a body shamer. This is just like poetry. This is Jen Shaw's poetry on a card. Fat effing elf on the shelf husband greeting cards are available at bravonbleeds.com. So um, I think she's upset there wasn't more care throughout the process. Oh, that's somebody talking about me. (laughs) Yes. I am upset about the interviewing process with Salt Lake city because Jenny Wen should have never been on our TVs to begin with. And I would even say that the same thing about Mary Cosby, but because they put Mary Cosby on for two seasons, I kind of fell in love with her. And is that shame on me or shame on them? I don't know. Like I'm very conflicted. It's not making me feel good. And it's the same with Jen Shaw. Like, She committed a crime. She pled guilty to a horrendous crime. But watching her, I really like her. And so it's hard to separate these two or combine them. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, honestly. And maybe I'm just mad at Bravo for that, for making me think like this. (laughs) Like, just be clear on where you stand. Do you support criminals or don't you? Because I would like to think that I am supporting a network that doesn't support criminals and that that's where I'm conflicted. Um so okay, what else happens? So we know why everyone's mad, right? <laughs> then we go ooh I got hungry when I saw this barbecue. Coach Shaw he this guy knows how to feed people. I got so excited when I saw this scene, but then I was very upset and, well, I still love Coach Shaw, but he said, no wives allowed. And the way he said it made it sound like women aren't allowed near barbecue. and That just really triggered me. I was like, what's wrong with women near barbecue? So I might have to just maybe I'll have barbecue tonight just to Like, protest or I don't know, advocate. I don't know what I'm doing, but um, yeah, so there we're at this Coach Shaw barbecue. Seth gets there first and can't stop saying south in your mouth, and it was just so gross. He kept repeating it, and I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if Seth is like nervous around the cameras or if he's like trying to put on a show or what it is but everything feels so unnatural and it it's like he's trying to make fetch happen but we all know that it's definitely forced and I just don't know what the angle is like Seth are you trying to are you bored are you just like like is it fun for you or maybe like does Meredith want you to like be more in the limelight. Like, I don't understand what he's doing. But we see some of the other husbands and we see Dana's husband. I don't know. For me, when I saw him, I was like, this man looks incredibly uncomfortable. He looked like he did not want to be there at all or was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And actually, now that I think about it, all the guys kind of seemed like they didn't know what they were doing there. They all just like sat down and ate in silence and were like, right. <laughs> so funny. But we we see Seth and John Barlow go outside to talk about their wives. And I have to say, again, it's like Seth made a point to say we need to go talk. And the way he said it was like so awkward. But they go outside and the first thing Seth does is say, you know, like, I don't know what to do when, you know, my friend's wife is being crazy towards my wife. So, like, shots fired right there. And I love that John reminded him, well, Meredith did bring up this rumor. (laughs) And they kind of just were like, that was it. It was like, Seth's like, okay, well, let me reiterate what I just said about my issue. And he did. And then John basically stood his ground and was like, again, let me point out that your wife just made up a rumor about an affair or whatever. And so I feel like that whole conversation was like, pointless. It didn't really get anywhere but and again this could be editing we don't know for sure how things really went down but what they showed was John initiated extending himself by saying you know I value our friendship and so I think that was where things took a turn finally because I don't think Seth would have stopped. I think he would have kept saying like your wife said mean things about my wife like and John even said, "Like, well, people apologize, and Lisa did apologize, so it doesn't make sense to me." Um, but then they go back in, and it's super awkward again because, just like us watching, I'm sure I'm not the only one. They're like, "So how'd it go?" And there was they're just like, <laughs> "Pointless." Um, and I, I did see Justin try to make an attempt to like, you know, pitch in towards the conversation by mentioning his his job situation. But I don't think anyone really cared. I'm not trying to be mean, but they were just like, mm, OK. bye." but what else? What happened after this? Then, oh, we get Meredith with her sister. I don't know. Something about this scene starting with Meredith's sister, I kind of felt like triggered. I felt triggered in a way that was like, it brought me back to Leah McSweeney's sister, whose name I forgot already, but it felt like they're trying to make something happen because they did talk about her, I think last season at the reunion. And this scene was important because they, you, you know, they talked about mental health and, know how to handle their very very sad situation that they experience with Meredith's nephew. so that part was good, but I really don't need any more of Meredith's sister. I don't know. Does it feel weird to anyone else? I don't know but i <laughs> I did think it was funny when. Meredith is talking about her and Seth in the car, how Seth was giving kind of like the debrief on the talk with John. And Meredith is just unhinged. Like, I listened to Lisa for hours, three hours a day, hours a day. I did not, I did not accuse Whitney did. It was like, it made me laugh. I don't know why I'm weird, but I like that scene. Oh, then we go to um wait, where is my oh shout out to the real house bears um on Instagram. They are killing it. They were on Watch Ravens Live last night. They have been on the show helping Heather with her choir. I'm here for it. I love it. Um, but we get a scene with Jen Shaw and Angie Kay, which by the way, it's her birthday today. So happy birthday, Angie Kay. This is where we get our first glimpse into the Jen versus Dana situation. And I now that I'm starting to learn about the Dana versus Jen situation that we see in the previews I kind of feel I'm starting to feel bad now for Jen and I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna like Dana and I'm having a really hard time with that because anytime there's an Asian on Bravo I'm always rooting for them because I gotta represent for my Asians you know and I'm going to be upset if Dana turns out to not be a good person. I mean like so far she hasn't she isn't showing anything really bad but it is kind of weird that she's like calling out Jen saying she's a bully when Angie's husband is the one who made the Shaw's expose Instagram account. I'm not and maybe Dana's saying like, yeah, that was wrong too, but that doesn't excuse you for like screaming and yelling. And maybe she translated that to being a bully. And I think that word bully triggered Jen Shaw because you can see earlier in, in the season and other episodes, they're talking about her getting bullied online. And I think that word probably triggered Jen. If she just said like, if Dana said Jen, I just don't like that you're screaming and yelling at people. Like, yes, what Angie and her husband did was wrong, but like, can you stop yelling? <laughs> like that might have come off in a better way, I think. And I don't know if that's her intention, but I'm hoping that's the intention because for, I don't know. I just wouldn't, I don't know if I'd be like, yeah, you needed a, like you're a bully. I don't think I would do that. That's kind of a little bit too much. And that's and I hate when people use the word bully so freely because it's like bullying really is really toxic. And for someone to say they're being bullied or that somebody is a bully, I take that as a very serious thing. Like, we're not gonna have any of that. Just like Captain Carey on below deck adventure. Still not over how he handled Kyle. Like, it was pretty hot, not going to lie. But what else happened? Gosh, I'm like getting hot now. And I'm blind from all these lights. Okay, so we get to choir practice. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is – okay, so this is why I love Salt Lake City. It was this choir practice in the background – And the arguing going on at the same time while they're humming. Like, you can't. Actually, I kind of, I have seen this in real life. (laughs) Excuse me. I have seen this in real life. Like, my mom started a church when I was young. And we spent every Sunday, every Friday, Saturday, like every day at the church. And sometimes there would be fights. So the humming in the background, maybe it was like nostalgic for me because I just could not stop laughing. I thought it was just so hilarious and also rude, right? Like, you don't argue at a choir practice, but I love Lisa Barlow. She's like, do you like me? Yes or no? (sighs) No. and heather's face like she could not answer the question <laughs> and i'm sorry but like if there are any heather stands out there i need to hear i need to hear somebody stick up for heather because i can't understand anything she's saying really like she's talking nonsense And I feel like she's not addressing the things that people are pointing out. And that's why Lisa, in my opinion, was like, let's talk this out. Let's let's talk this out because Heather really doesn't have a reason to be mad at Lisa. Like, why is she mad at Lisa? And Lisa even said, like, "Okay, if you're mad at me for the tweet. You know, like to correct herself, that's separate from, you know, Whatever the other beef is. So I don't know. I just need to know what – I don't understand Heather's thought process. And that's why it makes me not think so highly of her, especially considering the the interview with Marillo too. So again, if you haven't watched it, make sure you go check it out. But what else happened? Oh, yeah. And then – Whitney comes in. Whitney stands her ground. And I'm like really liking Whitney this season. I think I'm liking Whitney. She's breaking free of bad weather. She is standing up for what she believes in. And Heather is like fair weather. She's very flighty. And like she keeps walking away from people. She'll like start yelling and say something that is not related to what that person's point was, who, who was just speaking. Like it doesn't, she's not making any sense. And so I feel like Heather is getting caught in her lies and it's all catching up to her. She even said, oh, I hate her about Lisa Barlow then why don't you just say that to Lisa Barlow's face? Because she literally asked you to to your face. Just say, I don't like you. I hate you. Whatever. And just leave it at that. Why pretend? And it goes the same with the Jen Shaw thing. Like, she didn't stick up for Jen at the choir auditions, but then she sends a ton of flowers saying, I'm sorry I didn't... I'm sorry I wasn't sorry, or something like that. Like, why even make that effort? It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's very wishy-washy, in my opinion. But uh, also, Angie Harrington was there. Um, She apologized to Jen Shaw, so... Kudos to her. Still don't love her, but uh, time will tell. Ooh, Fix My Life podcast. I have a feeling that Heather used used to be, wait, used for, used to be the mean girl she accuses Lisa of being. One million percent Heather was a mean girl. She admitted it, and the only reason she's not still a mean girl is because she was, forced out. She didn't choose that. So remember that about her. And she tries to make it seem like, oh, I'm healing from Mormonism. Like, be you would still be in that spot if they let you. So let's not forget about that. Just saying. Just saying. Um, What else happened? Yeah, Heather keeps walking away from Whitney. I just... I'm feeling bad for Whitney. I I am. I feel like I think she really thought Heather was her friend and she's starting to realize what kind of person Heather is. And it, it's sad even like when you have a I told you so moment. It's still sad, you know, because it's like disappointing. But yeah, I got to stop saying but. I noticed I've been saying it way too much. So the next slide that I have is charcuterie because I wanted to just make a point that I am very aware that Housewives editors love to point out the charcuterie. Just, It's like part of the brand, I guess. We love a charcuterie board. And that one, actually, this one specifically I thought looked really good. So well done, Meredith. But this last scene of the episode was interesting. Um, Angie K. and Jen go to a rooftop pool. I've never seen this before. Like, Is this a normal thing in Salt Lake City and other cities? Because I've only seen rooftop pools be... Like a thing in the summer in like New York City or Chicago. <laughs> I've never seen like in the winter people. Is it winter there? I don't know. It just seems like way too cold to be out at the pool on the rooftop somewhere. But they're there ha- and then also they're having like a luau. I didn't get that. I must have missed the rationale behind that. But then they call... Meredith, to invite her to San Diego for their next uh, trip. And I have to say, I kind of admire Jen Shaw's determination to party, knowing that she's going to go away, I guess. I mean, what would you do? Tough spot. (laughs) But, I mean this scene was interesting because Dana, she didn't back down and I'm sorry, but I like Jen as like a housewife and as entertainment, but she like went way off the rails real quick. It didn't take much for her to storm off leaving Angie by herself in the pool. So I just thought that was like a little bit much. But again, I think it might be That term bully. I think she's triggered by that. So we'll see. The mid-season trailer played after. Well, actually, I think it came out before the episode on social media, at least. And they show them in San Diego. And one of the things I thought was interesting is Heather Gay is like flashing her, her boobs. And If I recall, in season one, she was so upset that Lisa allegedly called her a good time girl. Oh, wait. She did call her a good time girl (laughs) or whatever. Her honor code says what? And so I thought it was interesting that she got so upset about that in season one. But then we see her doing it. Like, just be who you are, Heather. It's so much easier. Just to be authentic. And then we see Meredith starts bringing up this SEC filing with, you know, for the Barlows, it's garbage. In fact, if anyone starts to look up the SEC filings that the Barlows have, um, it actually shows that Meredith just looks really like an awful friend and person for even digging it up because it's, what it is, is normal business. It is a way that you can like crowdfund your business with the SEC, because what the SEC does is it tracks all of the facts for people who are investing. Cause you need some kind of assurance, right? That what you're putting your money into is in fact what they say it is. So what they found was nothing more than regular business operations and Meredith Meredith just makes herself look crazy. This is like what she did it with Jen Shaw getting a private detective. Like who does that to their friends? It's nuts. nuts. Um, I find it interesting. So this is where I'm like getting confused about Dana. Do I like her? Do I not like her? What's going on with her? Because she says in the mid season trailer that Someone close to Dana used to be in Jen's glam squad and is now an informant, okay? So I had to digest this for a little bit and think about this because what kind of person becomes an informant? My understanding, and I have no professional experience in this, so don't take what I say as fact, But what I thought from watching TV and movies and like Sopranos and stuff like that, isn't an informant someone who kind of is shady and like usually the cops have something on them and that's how they become an informant. Like if you rat this person out, then we will keep you out of jail kind of situation. That's what I thought an informant was. And if that's the case, That's Dana's good friend. Who is this person? Who is Dana? Because. I've gotten some messages that. Paint her background to be unsavory. I'm not going to say what the allegations are, but I need to know more about Dana. Who is she? Who's her friend? And did she know before she was on the show? Or did she find out after? Because that is, that makes a difference. If she knew her friend was an informant against Jen Shaw before she went on the show and then went on the show, like that seems kind of suspect to me. Like, what are your intentions? I don't know. I might be biased. I like to hear the other side, though. If you have differing opinions, please let me know. If you're on Instagram, come over to YouTube. This is where we have the live chat going. (laughs) Fix fix my live podcast. The way she's trying to sell San Diego. I love Jen for that, though. Like, Actually, there was a a scene with Coach Shaw where she's like, oh, my gosh, baby, I found my calling. Her (laughs) hype. Hyping up the crowd at the choir auditions. I actually think that might be her calling. <laughs> Hi, hey, Fembo Cinema. Hello, thank you for joining. Um, but yeah, I actually before she said that to Coach Shaw, I was like, yeah, I think Jen Shaw is a major hype girl and if she after she gets out of prison, maybe she can like be a DJ or something. She's going to have to find a new career, right? So what else happened on this mid-season trailer? Um, I couldn't concentrate on any of the words that any of the women were saying when they were arguing wearing wigs. Like, that just is too funny for me. And i they weren't even making any sense anyways. But Angie Kay, she's not sitting on the bench. She is here... To engage because disengaging is so 2020. Don't forget. But uh I do like that, you know, she's stepping up a little bit and calling Heather out because Heather is she is just skirting around things. It's like it's very bizarre. But then we see the last part of the mid-season trailer where someone's trying to get into Heather's room. That part is creepy to me. And then they show i out spider this. <gasps> Heather. So the way that they edited this makes it seem like somebody tried to break into Heather's room. She opens the door for them and then she shows up with a black eye. When I saw this during the premiere or whatever, the trailer, the season trailer, I'm thinking Heather had some kind of freak accident or got some like beauty lab like treatment done or something. I don't know. I It's hard for me to believe that this was an this is the result of an assault from anyone. Like wouldn't we have seen this on the news or something? Someone would have leaked this. But Anyways, um, yeah, so that's where we leave off. And I don't know, what do you all think? Let's see. The Black IT seemed a little cringe. I don't know. They make it like someone hit her, but I think it's a beauty lab thing. Thembo Cinema, same, 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 same. Fix My Life podcast. Why do you think Andy let Teresa come back to her show, but not Jen? Well, do we know that's the case for sure about Andy? I... Did he formally say that? Because I feel like Jen Shaw's going to be on Salt Lake City as a housewife like from prison. I feel like she will somehow make it happen even like if she's just a friend of or something. <laughs> what is this? I don't want to fake out of someone getting assaulted though. Thembo cinema. I agree. I 100% agree with you. And this is giving me like the Gorga affair vibes where they totally try to make it seem like, oh my God, someone's having an affair. And then we watch the scene and we're like, are you kidding me? This is like a practical joke. They took it too far. That was too much editing. Like, it's fun to get us hyped on stuff, but don't mislead us and make us think like Heather Gay got beat up. I, I'm not buying it. And if she did, I'm I'm really sorry about that. I hope she didn't. Uh, let's see. Thembo Cinema. Teresa, I feel like really didn't know the extent of her crimes. Jen Shaw was all about it. <laughs> love her, though. I know that's how I feel. It's like, God damn it, Jen. We love you. Why did you have to do this? But, and I, I kind of do agree with the Teresa thing. Like, Teresa seemed like she was very ignorant about what her crimes were. And that, and it seems like Joe, I mean, he hasn't like really stepped up and said like, he didn't stand up the way I I think he should have as a husband and been like, this is all on me. I'm going to take the, you know, the brunt of the weight or whatever. Unless he kind of tried to, but I don't know. To me, it didn't seem like he did it enough. But Jen Shaw is like behind the, this crowd crime, I guess. It's not like a, oh, Coach Shaw and her were doing it together and she just signed some papers. It's like she was a part of it. But here's the thing. This goes back to Bravo social responsibility. If you Google Jen Shaw, if you did any like screening process before you put someone on TV, I feel like they had to have known what was going on because even I, I found information that makes it look very suspect. Like the fact that these, this trial and these cases, some, some of the people who are under Gen shot are already in jail. We're already serving time before season one of real housewives of salt Lake city. So, riddle me that. But, (laughs) oh my gosh, I keep saying but. I'm trying to stop that. I need to say so or hmm, but not uh. Um, Okay, I think I'm just being silly now. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining me today. Don't forget, you can catch... Catch us live every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, I want to remind you all to go check out my interview with Dr. Contessa Medcalf of Married to Medicine that was released on Friday, the season premiere, uh, season four premiere of Bravo & Blaze. Yesterday, I just dropped an interview with Aja Tour of The Real Girlfriends in Paris. I also want to remind everyone because tonight we have winter house, go watch my episode with Jason Cameron of winter house. It's from Valentine's day. So it was recorded before they filmed this season of winter house that we're watching. And it was the first time and maybe only time that anyone talked to Jason about the situation with him and Lindsay. I didn't try to like, you know, pry too much, but, um, Go check that out because tonight Lindsay enters the chat and I just can't wait. I love Lindsay Hubbard. I ride or die for Lindsay Hubbard. I can't wait for her to show up tonight and it's gonna be this I have to, I'll be back tomorrow to talk about Winterhouse, but I have so much weird stuff that I found out from last week because, Compliment girl has been disturbing me. Like the idea of somebody expecting compliments has been bothering me. <laughs> I've been aggressively reminding my children not to expect compliments because of this. Oh, gosh, I need to chill out. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me. Make sure to describe Subscribe and turn on notifications. And if you're looking for holiday gifts, it's tis the season. Don't forget, we got the fat fucking health on the shelf greeting card. But we have all sorts of fun, novelty merch from the Bravo world, all different uh, shows. If you want something custom, you can always reach out to me. And I will check you all tomorrow. Stay lit, fam.